Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Blind Living Radio. I am in the beautiful HP studios with Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Daniel. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? You know, it's nice today. Nice, nice weather. Nice weather. Good friends hanging out in the studio, mm-hmm. dropping a show down right now. Right now. But we're going to have some fun with this show. Oh, my gosh. This is, a, this is a little different than some of the other shows we've done. I'm going to have to contain myself. Just I, being honest. I will try. For those of you that are new to the show, Danielle is legally blind mm-hmm. and has a guide dog. Yes, her name is Katie. She's beautiful. Yes. And she works really well. Yes. Lots of running around. They've been together now for only a few months. Yep. And we actually have a mutual friend that we do some work with, but he's really an advocate for the blind. So- All handicaps, actually. So we decided that we would like to talk to him today about an issue um, that we're both really, really passionate about, and that is this growing epidemic of people trying to pass off their pets as service dogs. No way. Oh, gosh. It's bad. It happens? All the time. I never hear about it. Yeah, it it happens quite often, uh, and it's frustrating because then when I walk into a public establishment, I have 100% of the right to be there, and I'm questioned, and that's pretty... It can be embarrassing. And as a business owner, you really don't want to question people. You, you can't. Too really, much. you can't. Well, you can say that's not really a guide dog, right? Right, but you know, it could be uh, like a PTSD assistance why? dog. Why? Why? Why can't I? Why can't I ask you questions? It's against the Americans with Disabilities Act. So people with service dogs, if they walk into an establishment, the business owner or the management is only allowed to ask two questions. What are those two questions, Danielle? The <laughs> The questions are, um, what type of service dog is it? Meaning, is it a guide dog? Is it a balance uh, dog? Is it a seizure alert dog? And what is this dog trained to help you do? And that's it. What about license? You cannot ask for proof of accreditation. Oh, you so it's cannot such ask a for gray proof area. of accreditation. That is kind of gray. It's, it's horribly gray. So, Danielle, one of the questions is, why? Why do people do this, do you think? Uh, a lot of it, well, there's a lot of different reasons. They could be doing it because they want their pet to travel with them, for example, on a plane, and they don't want to have to pay to have their pet transported under the plane. Okay. Uh, there's attachment. I, you know, Fido is my best friend. I, I don't want to go anywhere without him. He looks so sad when I leave him. You know, that's a that's a big one. Also, um, maybe it's it's a weather thing. Oh, well, it was really hot outside in the car. I didn't want to leave him. So guess what? He's magically my emotional. Shouldn't these people leave their dog at home? They should. But, but it's not like they just come up with this on the whim of a moment. They they don't just take it. They actually go out to the internet. They're yeah. buying vests for these dogs and it's sashes that say service. It's very premeditated. There is um a couple months ago there was a really good uh news clip uh, from a station out in Boise, Idaho, and the lady that was being interviewed, she just said that they end up looking more legitimate than an actual service dog handler, and it's so true. It's no different than using a fake handicap permit or parking a handicap spot. Right, right, and it's just for selfish reasons, and and 
it's it's very frustrating. These are opinions of the show and not of our sponsors, just so that everybody knows. Right, right. But in the meantime, I do think we should get Mr. Norbert Rum on the phone. Yeah, we who should. Who has an amazing story of something that happened recently. So why don't I dial him up right now, Danielle? Uh, I will settle down in the meantime. Okay. Yes, Danielle's very worked up about this topic. <laughs> so we'll get Mr. Rum on the phone. Norbert. Hello, Norbert. It's Harley. Hey, Harley. How are you today, sir? Good. Good. Danielle and I are here on Blind Living Radio. Hey, Norb. And we're talking hey, about Danielle. one of our favorite topics, you know, dogs. And the question right has, yeah, and the question's come up about fake guide dog credentials. Or not even credentials. It's people that maliciously get a guide dog or service dog vest and take their animals into public establishments where they otherwise would not be allowed. And it happens a lot. And and we've told the audience that you're an advocate for service animals, you're an advocate for the handicap. For the blind. For the blind, uh, handicap parking spaces. So we've kind of discussed that a little bit. And you have a story, not even a story, it's a, it's a first-hand witness account of this happening. And we're hoping you can yeah. share that with us. Oh, yeah, no problem. It, it actually happened about a week ago, and it happened at a grocery store in the, in the Chicago area called Mariano, and it's a very big grocery store. A, a woman was walk, walked in with her dog, and it wasn't being carried or anything, but walked in with her dog, and she was grocery shopping. And was I it a big her. dog or a little dog? It was a good-sized, medium-built okay. dog. So it could have been a least, service animal. It definitely could have been, but the service animals have uh, no actual size limit, so they could be very small, but right. a service animal for someone that has PTSD or a large animal, even like a great day. Right? And But this animal was, it was a good size. Uh, they're walking through the aisle, and I noticed something funny with this service dog, which was it was wagging its tail, jumping up when it saw a person. Not something a normal service dog that I've witnessed before does. Um, normal service dog pretty much stands and is ready to the service of, of the person that, that needs it. Right, that's what um, they that's what they're trained they're, to do. They're good citizens. Correct, and uh, and this animal was not doing that. So I was uh, a little bit further away from uh, from from this lady, and the dog, uh, I guess, it got excited or it was time to go, and the dog relieved itself right in the middle of the aisle. Oh man, with food and, uh, everywhere. Which, which was, which kind of put me in shock because I've never seen a service animal do that. And again, this usually doesn't happen with service animals, and they they pretty much have a time where they go. And yes, they're they scheduled. Yep. They have a routine. They're scheduled. And uh, this animal didn't, of course, did not have that schedule. And I walked to that woman. I, you know, I said, you know, a few words, and asked her if it was a service dog. And she said something to me. But she knew that she got caught, and she got a little bit nervous and walked out of the store and left whatever the dog was did in the aisle of the store. And so the manager, she, of course, got nervous because he just saw someone walking away from the store, thinking that he did something wrong because he was he came and confronted her too, and uh, was nervous as well. And I went to the store manager and let them know that. I'm very, very sure that that was not a service animal. 
and that he did nothing wrong. Never happened to service animals, and not to feel any regret when they that they had to say something. Please, the premises he didn't he didn't have even a chance actually to say that the uh, the lady walked out of the store before that ever happened. Well, um, and and he was within his rights and to ask because the, we were saying before that you can ask two questions of a person if you're wondering about their dog, and, and one of the questions is, is this a service dog? And so it's not like he just assumed he went about it the right way and a, a trained handler isn't just going to leave the store that way you know correct again service animals do have accidents and any animal has an accident it's an animal the, the way the dog was behaving was not a regular service animal and right. wagging its tail jumping on on a level in the aisle is not something that you actually see on the service animals service animals are very calm they're working. They will not be doing what a dog normally does. I did also want to point out, Norbert, you know, regarding the way the lady left so abruptly and the fact that the dog was misbehaving so badly. Um, a trained handler and a trained dog know, you know, there's the checks and balances of correction. Like if my dog is a little bit sniffy or a little bit excited, I'm going to correct that behavior just as soon as it happens. And if my dog has an accident, you better believe I'm going to clean up after my dog because I, I'm trained to do that and... You know, it's just, it's the right thing to do. It's the right to thing to do. Yeah. Norbert, we're going to take a short break now, Danielle. Short break, and we will be right back after these messages from our sponsor. You're listening to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas. And I'm Danielle Crapo. We'll be right back. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas. And I'm Danielle Crapo. And we are on the phone with Mr. Norbert Rum. Hello, Norbert. Hello, Harley. Hello, Danielle. And we are in the middle of a nice discussion about, I will call them imposters. That's a good headline, imposter animals. And people using their pets with an excuse as them being a service animal of some type when they actually are not a service animal. Norbert shared with us a story from an actual event that he saw. And Danielle, what else do you want to talk about about imposter animals? I know this is near and dear to your heart as a handler. Yes. Of a of a guide dog. And and a handler that has been denied access to public places in, in a very public, very humiliating way. Yes. Um, you know, and to me it's just like I if I guess if I if I weren't disabled, I would have no need for a service dog. But because I do have that need and it is a preference, you know, it's not like everybody that is disabled needs a dog. But if I could see and didn't need to have the dog, you know, I think for me, I just get really passionate about it because it's life is already tough. There's tough situations. You know, I can't drive, um, so I have to rely on public transportation. And, you know, things like being denied access, it just hits home that, you know, I, I still am seen in society as less than as other. And so when somebody who has all of their faculties and all of their senses takes advantage of that, that's like a slap in the face to me. 
that's very well stated, Danielle. <laughs> and we've talked a little about the time you were denied access. Yes. And there's also information out there on social media. And that restaurant actually came back and Norbert got involved. Yep. Also as an advocate for, for the blind and handicapped. And ultimately that restaurant did all sorts of training for dog access so that all their employees would be more knowledgeable. It's things like that. You know, when you take a step forward, for example, let's say an imposter were to walk into that restaurant and their dog were to behave horribly. That's just, that's going to set back the progress that was made, you know, because this person wouldn't leave their dog home. Norbert, and from your end as an advocate of this, I think in the past you've talked about federal, state, and local laws at some point. Yeah, and there is no actual law uh, on the books or uh, ID system that, that's nationwide. It's it's pretty much on merit, and people that pass off their own pets as service dogs hurt the community, hurt the community of uh, service animals. Uh, they hurt the reputation and acceptance of valid service dogs and the disabled persons who truly need a dog to assist them. The one thing that you, you can't do to someone that has an animal that looks like a service dog that might be a service dog is actually just go up to them and say, where are your paper, where's your paperwork? Because yeah. there's no paperwork really out there except from whatever service program they, the dog is from. But you can't do that. You can't just go to someone and ask them that. A service dog in public should do the following things. Focus on their handler at all times, unless doing task work. Process a stable, even tempered without anxiety reactivity or aggression of any kind, walk nicely on a leash without pulling, straining, lunging, lagging, circling, or foregoing, uh, remain quiet on the handler's side, usually, lay quietly under the table or besides the handler, ignore distractions, and that's a big, big catch-all for, for most uh, non-service dogs, is they're easily distracted by the most common thing of a person walking by, for example, and the dog is just jumping on a on a, on a pub person in public, a service dog usually will not do that unless they're excited and unless they're allowed to do that, something like that. Uh, they're usually quiet, very quiet animals. They're trained to do task work, and uh, when they're not doing that, they will not have a uh, aggression or a barking or growling or whimpering of any kind, usually. Uh, they look very professional. They're well-groomed. They're well taken care of. And of course, uh, they keep uh, keep their their um, eyes on the handler at all times. So they're always watching out for the handler. If the handler is giving them a task or waiting for the command. Well, and the other thing too that people can look for is how the handler reacts. You know, like at the end of the day, service dogs are dogs, and so there might be a time when they do, you know, have an accident, or you know, they might be a little bit distracted. But if the handler is trained. They're going to know how to nip it in the bud, you know. Correct, and they there there is accidents. Of course, everybody has accidents, uh, even animals. But usually, definitely one of those things that if a handler has an accident with with their uh, service animal, they will take care of that situation right there and then. Uh, they will not just walk away. Same thing with uh, a dog whining uh, or having some uh, emotional issues. That usually never happens. And if it does, the handler, again, takes command of that situation and makes sure that the service animal calms down or quiets down. There's well, things that happen in front of the service animal that gets them a little nervous. They will let alert the, the handler right away. 
Norbert, thank you for joining us today talking about imposters. Thank you for having me. You know, I think it's great that uh, you were involved in that discussion and you were able to make a difference in somebody's life, I hope, someone like Danielle. Thank you, Norbert, for that. And um, I just want to say, as uh, an honest service dog handler, um, person that really does need the assistance of a dog, to those of you who might be, you know, passing your pets off as service dogs or might be thinking about it, please don't do it because it, it really does affect us in a very negative way. And it, it's not helpful at all. And uh, I promise your dog will be fine at home. So thank you uh, for listening, everybody. Have a great week. We'll be back next time on Blind Living Radio. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP Ink and Toner Cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. 